So we're going to go on. We're going to be a little bit into chapter 4 because there we see the seating. And it's very mm -hmm. important. Now we know that He will allow us and bring us to sit with Him on His throne just as He overcame and He's seated with His Father on His Father's throne. But then we see... Um, Chapter two, verse, uh, chapter 4 verse 2 Immediately I was in spirit and behold A throne set in heaven and one Sat on the throne Now we have referred Touched to this to before So by the time John sees uh, A certain aspect of eternity That we could almost describe as a moment in time fully considering that it's still outside of time. He does see that there's one sitting on the throne. Now, it just told us that the son sat down with his father on his father's throne. And those that are in Messiah and, and saved and resurrected are allowed to sit with him on his throne. But now John is seeing one. And this is the mystery of Messiah, the mystery of Christ. This is that mystery. Where Messiah in eternity is all of us in Him. That's what Messiah is. That is who Messiah is. And that's why when He comes back, He comes back with His saints. It's not that He's coming back and there's a crowd of people following Him. He's coming back with His saints because He is Messiah. And that's the full authority mm. of uh, the resurrected King. Because it's the authority of His overcoming. And then every one of us that resisted the devil and didn't, didn't forsake God like Adam and Eve did and didn't relinquish but we overcame because he overcame and that's all those little bits of victory and authority and overcoming that's added together and it is all his given to us broken into little pieces and we bring it back and that's the whole authority and glory because that's why we are also called so that he can glorify us and it makes one, but then one is seated on the throne, and um, Ned describes something about what is seen, but we're going to pick up on something very important when it comes to our mindset of things to come. And it says, and he who sat there was like jasper and sardius stone. Uh, there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. It says, verse 4, around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne... There was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in the back. And the first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature like had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest night or day, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 
Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Then we see that from here it's going to in the timeline, although it is, so there's a sequence of events, although it's outside of time. We see that um, it says, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside on the back sealed with seven seals. Now what John is describing here and what he's seeing here is although this is outside of time and all the work of God is done, he is allowed to look at a sequence of events that still has to be fulfilled and take place. And it's very important to just shine a little light on this piece of scripture because what he's seeing here, although being the fulfilling of all things outside of time, while it's being fulfilled, it is still temporal. It is still in line with when things are temporal. Because it says that uh, for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. With other words, this is taking place in a time. This uh, vision of the kingdom of heaven and what's happening there in eternity is a, is a glimpse into the uh, unfolding of the sequence of things while the created world is still in existence. Because it says here that uh, by your will they exist and were created. Now we know that later in the sequence of events, these things will cease to exist. Mm. Now why is this important? Because it helps us in our eternal picture of um, how things are going to work. Because we know that traditionally we all think, uh, or, or traditionally people would think that for eternity the elders are going to cast their thrones at his feet. Crowns. Uh, crowns. What did I say? Okay. They're going to cast their, 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 their crowns at his feet eternally. But it doesn't have to be true. And I don't think that it is. You see, this is turned temporal because at this moment when he's looking at this, there's one sitting on the throne. And this is possible because he has overcome and he's one with his father. But at this moment, and, and this is really just a little bonus we're going to, we, 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 the, the sitting, the seated position here, uh, as we veer into the unfolding of things in chapter 4, is important because we overlay it that while uh, all these over, things have been overcome by Messiah, we now called into an overcoming, but in the spiritual realm, almost in a linear fashion, uh, in a parallel fashion, there's the unfolding sequence of events, even if it's in eternity. And it just speaks to the way that we think eternity is going to work. Right now, um, he's, one is seated on the throne. But when the creatures, and they, and they do not rest, they are not saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That's temporal. And we know that right now we can still worship the Lord as the one who was and is and is to come. But there will be a time after the final judgment and the world has ended. 
and New Jerusalem comes down, that he will no longer be he who was and is and is to come. Because then he has come. Even that will change. Even that is not eternal. And so we have to be careful when reading the book of Revelation and all these things. We have to be careful and, and just settling on things. That's why we sit around the table with the Lord and we allow him to teach us and feed us and we grow and then he'll teach us more and he'll reveal things to us. And that's why it's so important not to sit around the table and veer into your own mind and your own. And we all know, uh, like little children, when you teach them and you realize they've just lost concentration and they're busy in their own thoughts, what are they doing? It's a total waste of time. So part of our overcoming is also learning to pay attention. And if we really focused on learning to pay attention, learning, there's no reason for us to be in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a state of being where we need to lose concentration at all. I believe there's a reality for us in the flesh where we can pay attention all the time, where, where we don't have to get distracted, mm-hmm. where we can see what he's saying, know what he's saying, learn what he's saying. There's so much more to learn. And that's why I decided to bring this in at the end here as a motivation for this coming here. Because for all church history, the idea people had is that in the heavens, for all eternity, the elders will fall down and cast their crowns at his feet and this is never going to end at all. This is not a picture of how it's going to be forever. Hmm. The elders are important while the earth and the creation is still in, in existence because the elders represent the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles, mm. the 24 elders that represents all authority. But remember, even at the end, he's going to give all authority back to the Father. Mm. So even the elders will not need to do this eternally. Mm. Well, we see in, in Revelation chapter 21 and 22 that there's a new heaven and a new earth. Exactly. So even this picture we've got to understand and that's why we need to, the point here is that we're sitting around a table with him and there's much food to eat, there's much growing to do and there's much revelation to be had. And if you're busy with your own thoughts on the side, then you're just never going to mm-hmm. learn, you're going to miss things. And we can end up, like the church has literally established that this is the picture of eternity. When it's actually not. It very clearly says, he who was and is and is to come. Now once he has come as Messiah and he's finished the work and the wrath of God is finished and the judgment is finished and all things have been renewed and all his work is finished and he's given and everything back to the Father, then he's no longer the one that is to come. Then he is just the one that I is. Am. I am. So even the name of God has to be fulfilled through a sequence of events. And that's why he gives us that name. It's a guarantee. It's a stamp of guarantee mm. that says, take me by my by name. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do and I'm going to be what I'm going to be. And what he's going to be is all of us in one. And one is seated on the throne. And that's why this first letter, the first step of overcoming is so vital to grasp, to get and to... It has to be sunk so deep into your character, into your your being into your uh, understanding of who you are and, and who you are eternally. Mm. Seated with Him as one. 
this will open up understanding into Messiah, how the eternal kingdom will, will work and it will flow through into your overcoming. So that's why it's so important. Um, and so, even now, as we're reading these things, there's a temporal side even to eternity. There's still a sequence of events. And although you've been seated in heavenly places and you've been totally saved, absolutely saved, you've been sanctified and separated and sealed with the Holy Spirit, there's still a sequence of events in your life. And we are longing to, to walk in this sequence of events as accurately mm-hmm. as possible, as obediently as possible. And that's the best possible life. That sequence of events might bring trials and it might bring tribulation. It might bring testing so that your faith may be proven as gold refined in fire because this is precious to the Lord. And so... That's why we're paying so much attention to what this overcoming process is going to look like because it's linked to the growing process, the sanctification process, the process of becoming holy and perfected and maturing and the building up of the body until we come to the fullness of the stature, of the likeness of Messiah. And, um, and we've seen the completion of his work. But this process of overcoming becomes vital for us as a body mm. and that's why each and every one of us want to embrace the process of our personal overcoming as part of the greater body and it can only be done around the table seated so check A, B am I seated? and am I seated? And that's the first steps in overcoming bless you all